0: Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. I am your host, James Orr, and this is another episode of the Serving Real Estate Investors.com podcast, Substack, webinar, whatever we've got going on here. And I want to emphasize today specifically the serving part of Serving Real Estate That was very deliberate choice on my part. It's, it's about serving, providing value and doing things for our real estate investor clients that would be hard, difficult, costly, inconvenient, inefficient for them to do themselves. So today's class is about the canvas strategy for your investors and for other agents or lenders or accountants or other people that you're working with. And so you might be asking yourself, what is the canvas strategy, James? What are you even talking about? So, I first learned about uh, this particular thing in Tim Ferriss's book, Tools of Titans. There was a chapter in there, which uh, Tim sort of wrote a mini intro to, and then he included a full chapter from Ryan Holiday's book, Ego is the Enemy. So, really, the source that you want to go to, you could, I mean, Tim Ferriss's Tools of Titans book is very good, but you can also go straight to the source, go by Ryan Holiday's book, Ego is the Enemy. And he has an entire chapter, and the book is largely about this concept, but This chapter in particular is is really, really good. There's a lot of subtlety, a lot of nuance to this, but the idea of the canvas strategy can loosely be defined as helping yourself by helping others. And it's really about looking for opportunities for someone other than yourself. Like, imagine you decided, look, you know, really my goal in life is to be of service, serving, real estate investors and providing them with massive value, so much more value than the typical real estate agent or lender or accountant or you know financial planner or whatever else you're doing out there where you're catering to real estate investors, like doing more for them than they could you know easily do for themselves, like looking for solutions to problems that they have, really being on the lookout for opportunities and how you can make their life better, easier, faster, more profitable, like all that stuff. And so it's not just about you being on the lookout for oh that would be a good client for me I'm gonna actually go and try to become you know their broker or lender or or accountant or whatever it is like there it's really looking and saying okay what are opportunities for my clients and looking and trying to be um, kind of like the eyes and the ears and the source of opportunities for them and it's not just deals not just loans but also for you know, building their dream team. And I've got some examples on those slides, so I'll go over all that. But like, it's, it's going above and beyond and doing a lot more for them than just being on the lookout for yourself. It's sort of like being the source of making their life easier in a lot of ways. Another variation that they talk about in the book, and these are quotes, by the way, another variation in the book is, attach yourself to people and organizations who are already successful and subsume your identity into theirs and move both forward simultaneously. So uh, th- the way that I think about this is for my investor clients, I wanted to you know put an uh, arbitrary number, but I wanted to put 50 different real estate investor families around me that were all multi-millionaire real estate investor families that were all financially independent and that all successful investing in real estate. And so I went out of my way to do everything I could in order to help those 50 families kind of do this. And so it's like Attaching yourself to people and organizations who are already successful and then kind of like merging into their identities, kind of like putting your identity behind theirs, but, you know, kind of allowing yourself to push them forward. And then by them becoming successful, you are also successful as well. It's like thinking of it in terms of that. um, The way I used to describe it to myself is, you know, having 50 financially independent friends that can do you know, fun stuff together and do whatever you want it to do together. You know, uh, th- that is the ideal for me, you know, maybe being successful, but then also having really successful people around me, that would be a really good, fun time. And so let me help these other 50 people, 50 families go ahead and be successful with their real estate investing and to help them do that. And in my mind, you know, like a really loose framework was let's get them buying a rental property each year using this nomad strategy and try to help them grow. And and help them become more successful. That way, you know, ten years from now, we've all got, you know, ten rental properties that are throwing off cash flow, and that we're all going to be, you know, financially successful doing this thing and moving forward. And that's sort of the the kind of really rough framework I have in my head doing it. And then um, I have a note here: commit to doing whatever you can to making your real estate investors, your real estate investor clients successful. Be of service look for opportunities to serve them look for opportunities to do this i i can't recommend enough that you at least read the chapter on the canvas strategy in tools of titans or it's also the same chapter as in ego is the enemy but that chapter uh, is like the gold mine it's like the source of this kind of concept and really, really, you need to go and read that. It's so important. You know, go buy a copy of Ego's the Enemy. I don't know, whatever it is. It's probably like, uh, I don't know, 12 bucks or something like that on Kindle or, you know, get the paperback for $16. Or if you don't want to spend the money, go to the library. I'm sure they have it at, have it at your public library. Um, go get Ego's the Enemy. Just read that one chapter. If you're unwilling to take the time to read the whole book, which is totally worthwhile doing. But if you're not going to do the whole thing, at least go read the one chapter on the Canvas strategy. I think it's Ridiculously important for your success, and I think that it will really move you and, and help you kind of like solidify this concept of being of service and helping people. and so what I wanted to do to kind of just wrap up this really short uh, kind of class is to talk about possibly some examples that you might be able to do because when I think about this, it's not just being of service to investors, it's also being of service to you know other agents and lenders and stuff like that that can also you, know, you can also help on their journey, which would also help you on your journey, kind of like this concept of you know doing things for them that is very difficult for them to do, but adds a lot of value and that would really help you. So let's start with the investors. So for your investor clients, thinking of ways to make their investing easier, faster, better, and more profitable and providing that to them recognizing what it is, taking the time to step back and say, you know, what do my guys need? Maybe bringing each one of your, you know, top five or 10 or 15 or 20 or 50 clients into your mind and saying, okay, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith right now. Where are they in their investing career? What are they looking to do? What are their struggles? What are their challenges? What are, what's working for them? What's not working for them? Where do they need help? What can I do in order to be helpful for them? And just brain dumping out all the different possible things that you can do to be of service to them. And and during the brainstorming process, I'm not even sure that I would um, kind of like filter any of this stuff out. Like, you know, I could give them money, you know, like as an example, to help them with down payments. Well, you start there, but then maybe when you go back through, you look at it again, it's like, well... I can't give everybody money, but maybe what I could do is I could help them learn how to make more money from their rental properties or do a side hustle, as an example, or whatever. you come up with solutions as to how to solve that particular problem and and trying to make their investing life easier, faster to speed up the process, make it better, make it uh, less work for them, more profitable, and think of ways that you could solve this. And you will notice patterns. And maybe it doesn't really matter if it's patterns. Maybe it's like, hey, look, I know I can do this one thing for this person. Let me go and do that. And then maybe that becomes a source of other things that you can do. I'll, I'll give you another example. Introductions. So for your real estate investors, you should have essentially an A-team already set up in advance. That if somebody wants to come in and they're thinking, hey, look, I want to be involved in real estate investing. Well, you know they're going to need certain other people on their team besides you. I mean if you're an agent, you know that they're gonna need a lender. If you're a lender, you know that they're gonna need an agent. You know, if you're an accountant, you know that they're gonna need an agent and lender. And and you know, for the agent and the lender, you know they're gonna need a CPA. So, like you know that these guys need a team. They're gonna need inspectors, they're gonna need um, you know, a property manager probably in some cases. They're they need an attorney for doing asset protection instruction this. So you know that they need a team. Why don't you go ahead and take the time and do it in advance and build a team in advance and then go out of your way to be Um, to introduce them to the team members that they need when they need them. They're about to go, they're thinking about buying a property, they need to talk to a lender. Introduce them. Make it easy. Make it easier, make it better. Like, find the best lenders that you know. Like, who would you use and why would you use them? And if the reasons are still the same for that particular client, then recommend that. Or if they have a different need case than what your particular lender or, or CPA or whatever would normally provide, go provide the one that would be a good fit for them and introduce them and say, look, you know, these two guys would be a good source for you. I'd interview both of them, but be an introduction be a value and add that to them. In other words, build their team for them in advance. And even if it's not in advance, build them as you go, because then it will be in advance for the next client. So really you want to go out of your way to do things for them that it might be hard for them to do. Make it easier for them, make it better, make it make it more profitable, um, you know, reduce the friction, do whatever you can there. Do what they're unwilling or unable to do for themselves. There are a lot of clients who are unable or unwilling to build a deal analysis spreadsheet for themselves. So do it for them or go find the best deal analysis spreadsheet that you can find and use that as your standard one for class and provide them a link to go ahead and download that spreadsheet. Um, you know, I'll be self-serving. Yo, use mine. You know, have them go download a copy of my spreadsheet and, and do that. And then you teach classes from that to help them do it. Same thing with leases. You know that they're going to need a lease. You know, why not go hire an attorney and tell the attorney in advance that, hey, listen, I need a lease so that I can give to my clients. So I need this lease. I need it to be good. I need, uh, I need to be able to teach classes on this lease. Maybe even you come in and teach classes on it. Um, you know, I need to be able to have this lease that I give to clients. And it needs to be able to address you know both house hacking. It needs to be able to address you know regular uh, traditional buy and hold rental property stuff. Or maybe it's commercial properties or whatever it is that you need. If you know that they're going to need it, do it. Because, I mean, you're going to need it. I mean, if you're going to do investing yourself, you're going to need a lease. Why not just have a lease done and pay for it and get a really good one from an attorney and get permission from that attorney to be able to give it to your clients? Pay the extra fee that it's going to cost, if there is a cost, in order to be able to give it to your clients, okay? And any other tools they need. I mean, this is how half of the stuff that I need exists because I went and I took the stuff that I know my clients needed and I built it for them. You know, the building the real estate financial planner software was because people had questions about, is it better to do this or is it better to do that? You know, well, what's the impact of me, you know, buying these properties? So uh, am I going to be able to qualify debt to income, you know, if I keep buying these properties every year? I mean, I had those questions too. So we like solved those problems. And I'm not saying you have to be the solution for it, but, you know, doing the stuff that they're unwilling or unable to do for themselves might mean going and finding someone else who's already done that who's already found a solution and bringing them to the attention of your folks and say, look, you know, based on this guy's research, this guy's tools, you know, this is the best tool I know for doing that. This is what you should go do. I'll see if I can get a discount for our group, you know, all my clients that are doing this and make it, make it work. You know, the other thing that comes up all the time is research. You know, a lot of clients, they don't have the time or the energy or the, the, the ability to go and research the things that you need to do, you know. Finding out all the laws about emotional service animals or uh, finding out all the laws, you know, helping them understand fair housing, as another example, or, um, you know, the occupancy laws for all the different areas around you. Are they allowed to have, you know, roommates and how many roommates can they have and what are the limitations on that and what can they do? And then once you've done the research, teach classes to get this information out into your folks' hands to help them do stuff that they're unwilling or unable to do for themselves. Look for uh, inefficiencies, any waste, and any redundancy, and try to solve those problems for your folks as well. Just thinking about like you know going ahead and doing all the things that they can do in advance, um, all the things that you can do in advance for them to help them reduce their anxiety, reduce their frustration. Uh, you know, make things less expensive for them, make things more profitable for them. Um, you know, all the different things that we can do to be helpful for our folks are all things you could do. So that's like examples for your investor clients. I'm sure there's lots more. And share them with me. If you've got good ones you know, that you come up with, definitely share them with me, reach out. But this has been a large part of my life for the last, you know, way before I learned about the name of it, the Canvas Strategy, but this idea of anticipating what my clients need and trying to make their life easier. You know, What could they possibly want to know? What could they possibly want to learn? What could I possibly provide them that would be better? You know, rent comps as another example, you know, not everybody wants to subscribe to a service that provides rent comps or it can easily look it up and interpret that data. So, you know, when clients need rent comps, you know, we we subscribe to a service, we paid for a service, and then we would help them with rent comps or have them go to a property manager to get rent comps, you know, work something out with a property manager where they're willing to provide rent comps as another example. Okay. All right, so we've talked primarily about real estate investors now. Now I wanna switch it over a little bit and say, you know, if you already are a agent or a lender or accountant or prof- any other professional that serves real estate investors, there is also an opportunity for you to do things for other agents or lenders or you know, complimentary people. And I'll just address this up front. You know, you're thinking to yourself when I said agents, you're like, you mean other agents in my marketplace? Maybe, but it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, there are other agents in my marketplace that I've definitely helped out. It's not like my universal go-to, but other agents in other markets, you know, if, if you know that a certain number of your clients are going to want to invest in a market that you don't cover, probably should know another agent in a market next to yours that is a good referral partner for you. And then go out of your way to help them grow their business because they are probably a good referral partner for you. You know, I think about, you know, some agents we had that we knew in Denver. I know I lived about an hour away from Denver and a lot of people wanted to go to Denver to invest in real estate. And I wouldn't say a lot, you know, some, some wanted to do that. And so you could do things to be helpful to the agent in a market near yours and do stuff. You could do introductions to, you know, other team members you have. If you've got a really good lender, that's a good solution for stuff. You introduce them to your other agents. Or if an agent is really good and your lender needs a good referral partner for, you know, their clients that are looking to do stuff in that other market, introduce them or a cow in or whatever. I mean, it doesn't really matter like introductions and referrals are a great way to do this but there's a lot more to this than just that you know for example if you set up like i'll just use my exit market as an example but you can use you could use this all over the place if you know of a agent uh, like if i like if i'm in, if i know an agent in denver i could set up an alert on you know the social media sites or like, like bigger pockets as an example for the for the term denver and then whenever our blog, you know, forum posts come up about asking for recommendations for good agents to work with in Denver. I know one of the better agents in Denver and I could actually refer them to that person. It doesn't even have to be a formal referral. It could just be like, hey, if you're looking about doing stuff in Denver, you really need to go reach out to XYZ because they're amazing. And then you mention them in the forum posts. It's it's easy. And and honestly, you you look good for recommending them. You know, provided they're providing really good service, quality service, and if they're helpful and they're valuable and they're, t- you know, they're doing stuff that you know, we talk about serving their clients, then recommending them could be good. Or when they go ahead and post something on some of these other sites where they recommend something, you know, re- re- reach out and say, yeah, so-and-so is really great. You should definitely work with them because they are limited in what they can say. They can't be self-promoting like blatantly self-promoting on a lot of these social media platforms, but you can say really nice things about them. You can like their stuff. You can upvote it. You can do all the social media triggers that are helpful for them. They publish a podcast or, you know, videos or whatever else. You could go in there and you could actually uh, like their stuff. You could, you know, suggest their, Content to other people, be like, hey, look, you know, this guy in Denver put out a really great blog post about, you know, the saving on your taxes. You know, it's an accountant in Denver. There's saving on your taxes, uh, you know, uh, a really good article, great information, and share it with your folks. If you have, um, you know, people that are related to you uh, come to the uh, classes, like you have a, a lender you work with or accountant you work with, or even if you don't work with, them, but you know that they're an accountant or whatever, you can call them out in class. If you listen to my recordings of me doing live classes, you will hear this all the time. If you become aware of it, you'll hear me do it all the time. It is so natural for me at this point. If someone is in the room and I happen to know that they're in a certain field, I will try to ask them questions in class. Not like, not like questions where they can go and spend five minutes doing stuff, but sort of like, hey, is this right, Johnny? I know you're a CPA. You know, is this, is, am, I, am I explaining this depreciation correctly? And it's like, yes, or no, you're doing this wrong or whatever it is. But it's like a short way to call them out and to give them promotion and to highlight them and support them and to kind of like raise them up in the middle of class and on the recording so that everyone can see and everyone can hear it. So if you've got a lender who's constantly coming to class, you're constantly promoting them by calling them out there in class in a, in a very like normal, natural way, okay? Um, so, so those types of ideas, go way to recommend, support, highlight others, call them out in classes, like and share their social media content podcast. Like if you have, and you know this doesn't have to be someone even local to you. You could you could follow somebody who is you know really good at working with investors in Atlanta, and you happen to live in California. And you're like, look, you know, I'm I'm just following this guy because they or gal because they're doing awesome. They're really helpful. They're really finding great information. I want to see what they're saying. I want to understand what they're doing. But every time they put something out there, you can actually respond to them to help promote them, even though you're not in their market. Now, I'll tell you what will probably naturally happen you start doing amazing stuff and promoting them and constantly being present and constantly upvoting and liking and sharing and doing all their stuff and being super supportive to them. If, if they happen to know somebody who is moving to your area, you are very likely to get that referral. You're very likely to get that business because now they know and like and trust you because you have been promoting and helping them. It's just natural. It's just how it happens. Okay, It's not manipulative because you're really doing it and you have – you know, little expectation that that will happen, but I'm telling you, it will happen. Okay, um, share your your best practices, your tools, and your resources with other agents and lenders and CPAs and everything else. What do you think this is? What do you think this whole podcast series and video series and everything else is all about? It's about sharing best practices and tools and resources. I'm 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 like basically opening up everything about my business that I did, and I'm sharing with you what has worked, what has not worked for me, how things have worked out, what I think works well, where I think I might be wrong. We don't, I'm, I'm open and honest and sharing with you as much as I can about stuff. And you can go and do the same with other people that you know. So I'm encouraging you. I'm going first. I'm stepping up and saying, look, I'm going to share what I'm, what the best practices, what the tools are, what the resources for working with investors, for serving real estate investors, for doing the best we can in order to raise the entire investor community by being helpful and valuable and a good resource. And Making their lives easier and faster and better and more profitable and providing that to all of our clients. And by me helping someone else, another agent in those markets, they will naturally, over time, some of them will want to help me as well. They'll like the podcast. They'll share the podcast. They'll be supportive. Heck, even the fact that I'm doing these 300 different city specific podcasts is me talking about doing this. You know, it would be really, it'd be much easier for me to go do a single podcast. You know, do the real estate financial planner real estate financial planner podcast, financial planning, real estate investing podcast. Don't do individual cities. Just build one city and just do that. Why am I doing individual cities? So that I can highlight and share and endorse and support a local professional in that marketplace to those local people. It's hard to promote a Boise, Idaho, Atlanta, Georgia, Miami, Florida, you know, the, Pueblo, Colorado, different real estate agent on a national podcast. But if somebody, if we have a group of real estate investors that is listening to the Miami podcast, they're probably in Miami or have an interest in investing in Miami, and I could really easily promote a Miami lender or a Miami real estate agent or a Miami accountant or CPA or financial advisor or whatever it is in that marketplace, that would be valuable to the people in that marketplace. So I decided to do 300 individual city podcasts to have the ability to have custom content for each one of those cities, get those guys on there and help them help provide content and support, do analysis for that market. We're doing all the real estate financial planning and modeling stuff, you know, on the realestatefinancialplanner.com forward slash model page. You go there, you pick your city and I've done deal analysis for a whole bunch of different real estate strategies on that page. But I want to have people in that marketplace. I want to have agents and lenders and CPAs and accountants and everything else working with me in all these different marketplaces that helps them. That highlights them, that recommends and supports them and their goals and achieving, you know, the stuff that they want to achieve by serving real estate investors, by going out of their way to add value and be supportive and all that stuff. Okay. So that's all I got for today. Hopefully you've enjoyed this. uh, Go Please do yourself a favor. Go read the chapter on the canvas strategy. It is awesome. And uh, hopefully it'll give you some more perspective because I didn't do the best job of explaining it. I could try to explain to you like how to implement it, but really Ryan Holiday will do a great job of explaining what it is and how it works and some of the the, the nuance and subtlety and read the whole book, but definitely read that one chapter. All right, that's all I got for you. We went a little bit long today. This has been James Orr. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye for now.